You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you can grow your business, get more leads, and also monetize. And today, I am excited because we're chatting about a favorite topic of mine, which is influencer marketing, okay? And we all know that influencer marketing is like a billion-dollar industry. And so I have Tara here today to chat all about proven influencer marketing methods. And we're going to give you all the tea. Welcome, Tara. I'm so excited to chat with you on the podcast today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. We're finally here. Yes. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about yourself and how did you get involved in influencer marketing? It's a long story. It goes back to 2011. I'm just kidding. It was it was very beginning of Instagram that I really um, started to see the shift, I guess. Um, I had a model and talent agency in California. Um, and that right that is right as Instagram was starting to come into play. And we were starting to see models or talent or even actors get booked for uh, work based on their social following rather than their high weight talent, none of that seemed to matter anymore. So um, there was a big shift in that. We started to see even bigger agencies, Wilhelmina, LA Models, add these specific things to their list. Um, And so that's when the shift started to happen. I was uh, building my, I was going to college and I built a blog, a fashion blog for my daughter as like kind of a project. Well, it kind of, it took off. And from there, um, we met other people that were doing it, other YouTube families, other influencers. This is right as Musical.ly was starting to come around. So there was a lot of muser um, life in California, especially. It was very, you know, common. And we were just outside of there. So that was the first time I was really introduced to it, it was with my daughter. She was having her influence. Her following was growing. She was at about 130,000 by that point and had gone viral a few times on TikTok. And you started to see this increase of um, job opportunities, agents reaching out, those types of things. So um, that's really where I got introduced to social uh, influencer marketing. Wow. And I definitely agree with you, too, when you're saying like people are starting to look look at social media because my daughter is eight and she is a basketball player. And there's a whole world of girls, basketball players who have followings and Mm -hmm. the schools are starting to look at that. Now they're not looking at like the other things they're like, well, who, you know, has a following can bring visibility to our school. And Mm -hmm. so one of me and my husband's main goals at our agency is to help parents and help athletes because we've done this for our daughter. She has like 1200 followers now, but the the people who are following her are like notable people, like people who can like make a change or, you know, give Mm -hmm. an opportunity or open a door or something like that. Not necessarily other parents, but creating, if you are, if anyone's listening that has a child, maybe a student athlete, or, you know, your child is into modeling or something like that, it is a good idea to start that personal brand. So I'm glad that you were able to like connect that and see like this, you know, 
place where people aren't doing this and they aren't, you know, focusing on this and it's needed. The bad mom. Um, it was not really acceptable. Obviously, even by my parents were kind of like, you're putting her online. I don't understand. But um, it really has come back to she was able to build a great savings account. We uh, speaking of athletics, NIL is something that we're dipping our toes in. She is a student athlete, has a college uh, soccer soccer scholarship to uh, Lubbock Christian University. I'm not saying that her social profile has um, anything to do with that, but I think that that NIL coming around this last few years is going to start to build. And so um, it's a good place to be in that, in that space. Yeah. So many opportunities, so many opportunities. So yes, to building the kids social media, let's not make it as scary as we think it doesn't have to be that way. So, and as long as you have like, direction and you kind of know and like and it is it's hard for them to live online one thing I noticed with Andy moving forward is like transitioning through those periods of life where you're like well maybe I used to like that but now I like soccer but more and like having to be transparent about that without like the fear of losing interest of an audience or there's a lot of pressure that comes with it but I think Mm -hmm. uh, if you can do it uh, openly have an open communication about it. Don't go too far down, but it's a great Absolutely. thing. It's been a great thing for us. Absolutely. I agree. So many opportunities. So let's talk about influencer marketing one-on-one. Can you give us like a rundown of how business can, businesses can leverage influencer marketing? I know it's so many different ways, but just give us like what you've seen that has worked best with your clients. Yeah, I just figured I'd kind of give you an explanation of how I do it. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I don't care if you use this idea or how you do it, but I use, we do a lot of um, influencer outreach. So we'll spend actually uh, four to five hours where we're researching local influencers, influencers that fall into the niche of the brand. Um, and we're start, we do research, we start to look at their um their numbers, look at all their social profiles, whether they're bigger on YouTube, TikTok, where they're at. Um, And then we do an influencer outreach. We're reaching out and saying, hey, we have a brand that could be interested in you. Do you mind sending a media kit? This is where we start to weed out the ones that we think are serious about what they're doing and the ones that aren't so serious about what they're doing. Um, And social influencing is a job for those influencers that are um, treating it as one. And so you'll start to kind of fill that. I always tell the client to go with the one that they feel best with, whether that is that natural connection. We do a lot of service-based clients. So that comes with like that one-on-one conversation. Do you feel like you guys could build content together? Is it going to be awkward? Like those types of things. Um, as far as brand goes, I think it would go back to like just looking at their previous content, making sure they align with you. You know, the greatest part of using influencers is that some of the best content creators are in those influencers. And if you can get content that you can use on your profile platforms, Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, then you're winning either way. Um, Whether you see a flow of people come over and buy your product or a flow of people come in your door, you're still getting value just in the content that they're providing. 
Absolutely. And I think like the content can be so universal, especially if like the goal, like there's a goal for the campaign, right? Mm-hmm. Or the goal for what the influencer is working with you on. I think that yeah. you can reuse it as much as you want to, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. we also have to talk about too, before we go to our next question, like, you know, when it comes to paying influencers now, mm-hmm. you might, ha- if you don't work with the influencer necessarily, and you want like content, like videos and reels and things like that, you would hire a production team and that's like 50 grand, right? So yeah. we know that like inf- the, the price ranges may vary, but how can brands like really think about their budget when it comes to that? Like, cause I know there can be a range, like, I don't know, from $500 to $10,000. So like how can um brands can 100,000 and 100,000. So like how can brands like understand like they're in like the millions or something like that. Yeah, so how can we, you know, how can brands say okay, this is where my goal is. I can get maybe this tier of influencers for this price. Yeah, I think it's going to be I mean, it goes back to like when you're you are doing the influencer outreach process and trying to find the ones that fit with your brand. Um, I think that they're worth the money that you spend. Um, a lot of people want to start with trade. If you're, if you have something that is equal to price to what they are charging, that's why in the media kit, I like to see pricing because it will allow me to say, okay, well, our product is priced here. And so they're getting this much more value just by getting the product or vice versa. Right. So, um, matching it to that is kind of how I gauge that. Um, I obviously, depending on what side I'm working on, I'm going to go and try and negotiate a little bit either to lower that on the client side, or if I am doing it on behalf of an influencer trying to create a collaboration, I might try and pitch them. Yes, we'll do that. Plus if you, if we do another TikTok. We'll give you access to something along those lines. Like there's always room for negotiation. Um, and so that's also something to remember when you are doing the process for your own business. I hope everyone was listening because those are some really good tips that every brand needs to take note on. Now I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm with Tara and I'm for the creators. And so mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm going to stand for creators that yes. We deserve to be paid. It is not $20. And this is a whole production. So let's just, I, I, I have to say that because I'm for, I've been an influencer for 13 years and I, I experienced so much and I get it. So we have to and be for the creators. It's okay to like build that up, but it shouldn't be <clears throat> all the time. Even as a model, like I, I a long time ago, obviously see this like trend where we, they would get models to do things just for free, just to say that they were modeling. Right. And then you do that one or two times and then you put a price on that. So you only do $200. Well, you can't really move up. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to move up in that price. So I always hate to put a price on something immediately. I think it's just kind of fill it out. Um, But depending on following and depending on the quality of content is what you're paying for. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about long-term versus short-term collaborations, because I think this is definitely very important. And from an influencer perspective and also a brand perspective, personally, I think it's better to work with influencers long-term. So let's talk about that long-term versus short-term. Which one works better? Because there might be some instances where short-term is better working with influencers. Yeah, I definitely always try to push for the long term. Like I said, we we have service-based industries that we work with a lot. And so those ones, we obviously write that into the agreement. Like 
if we're going to service you in this thing, we don't necessarily want you jumping around from provider to provider to get this thing. Um, and so protecting us against that. Um, but also we want them to feel like they naturally want to not go anywhere else. Like that should be a thing too. Right. Um, and I, what was the other question you asked me about? The long-term versus short-term. What do you really think about? Short-term, I think, yeah. In short-term, we have another service-based that is a one-and-done type situation where you are done. And that can, like, what are you going to do post, like, a year ago? Hey, we did this collaboration. You know, like, um, so it just depends. But you do want to overall build that relationship that whether it's long-term repetitively or it's something they come back to later, that, that, that you have that relationship with that influencer um, because once they can make their connections to the things that they're going to stand behind, it's hard for them to get away from that too. So grab them, say, those are my influencers. You're not touching them. Yes. Yes. And get with them. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about the forecast of influencer marketing because it's a billion dollar industry. So what are your thoughts on where you see this industry headed in the next few years? I don't think it's, slowing down. I think it's changing. Um, I hear a lot of talk in social media world and being in this space where they're saying it's a dying, it's dying out or a shift, you know, like there's no money there or it depends. I mean, are you willing to go the whole way? I mean, it's going to take commitment. It's definitely not something easy, but I tell people all the time, like we are looking for influencers. I'm looking for influencers all the time and there's not enough. And so if I'm saying there's not enough based on my 15 clients that need to use influencer marketing and I'm having a hard time finding them, um, there's not enough. So let's, you got to find a niche. And that's another thing is like niching down. I hate my husband hates the word niche, by the way. He hates it. Hates it. He's like, if I hear niche one more time, I'm like, it's just a word in our, like it is used a lot. Anyway, but something that can narrow down where you can, capture like I need somebody in certain in different age ranges you know what I mean like yes maybe the influencer market at a 18 to 22 range is really saturated because everybody's fighting for that spot they've kind of got their sense of confidence but like older influencers are like really really needed you know what I mean um and just younger influencers. So there's, uh, there's still so much room and so much opportunity in, in it. You just have to find your path and, and identify what you're going to influence. I like the word niche because if you are an influencer, you should probably have a niche. There's a lot of fitness. And, and I mean, I don't think it's oversaturated. Lifestyle. Yeah. There's not lifestyle, you know, wellness, mom, so many opportunities to be a mom blogger. I mean, when I was a mom blogger, I got so many opportunities. I got so much free stuff, so yeah. many free tickets to concerts and events for my family. So there's, there's so many opportunities to and trade-offs, I think. Men influencers in here, please. Absolutely. Like, you don't have so. to be just a singer or an athlete. You can just be like a regular dad. Absolutely. And there's not enough men. So men listening, you can be an influencer. Totally can do it. We need more influencers. So anyone listening and you're maybe thinking it's too late for me to be an influencer. We have just told you right here that it is not too late. So go and start today and start working with brands, start showcasing what you can do. Exactly. That's what it is. Start showcasing, start following people. I think there's a way to like, I'm trying to find a path of like, 
creating that connection with influencers and agents because I'm just just off sidebar. Uh, I, when I'm searching or doing research for an influencer, I'm usually searching in a specific location. So I'm push, putting like Austin influencer, Austin blogger, Austin athlete, Austin, whatever. And I'm trying to find those niches right in that area. So uh, that's one thing I would suggest, which is just a little tip is to use location-based hashtags um, when you are marketing yourself, because a lot of these local businesses want that and they just don't know how to get it. They just don't know how to reach it. That gem was dropped. Please pick it up and use it because I it's absolutely a fact. When I was a Chicago blogger, people searched that hashtag all the time and I got reached work, out to work. for all type of things. So I it works. It works. 100%. So I want to talk about influencer categories because there's micro influencer, mega influencer, and people are make it confused. So what are the different categories and how are influencers categorized? Yeah, the mega micro and all that came from definitely just, get, you know, putting them into a little pod of up to this many followers. I forget where it falls, but like micro is going to be under 25 or something. And then, yeah, and it works because it kind of gives you an idea. If you're for a macro influencer, someone that's huge, you are going to pay top dollar, right? And that kind of will gauge, give you a gauge of where you're going to fall into on influ- on the type of influence you're looking for. Um, I think that micro influencers are gold because I think their price is relatively priced. You're still getting quality content. They're passionate about what they do, they're doing. And it's more of a connection community feel as to where you're when you get up into the macro um, influencers, they're a little bit more detached from these types of things. They're doing it because it's obviously a brand deal, but they are um, probably working on other things at that level. Yeah. And what about nano influencers? What do you think about someone who maybe has like a thousand followers? Because I found too, like they sometimes have really, really niche communities that really, you know, are there for them too. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, very close friend, family group. Those are great too. Those are the best kind because they're actually listening to what they have to say. So, um, and those ones are harder to find too. Those are the ones I, I really like to find, um, especially if they can generate content that can be used. I think that is a really important piece, no matter your size, just focus on the quality of content that you're giving your clients back. And that will be heard and also passed on. Like if I find a good influencer, then I'm like, dude, I booked her. Not only did she give us the five reels and the six posts or stories, she also went above and beyond and added us here. And she still tags us when she's doing that. Like that to me is like, I'll use her all the time. I'm going to share her name. Um, It is, it's a little bit of that too. So we're a community, obviously we've met here. And so we're always paying attention to those things. I love that too. And see, you don't have to have 10,000 followers to be an influencer. So we need to wipe that number from our brains because you can be an influencer with 200 followers, 1,000 followers. Again, it is all about building those relationships. And if someone reaches out to you and you get a brand and you do get your first brand deal and it's $1,000, go above and beyond and beyond and beyond. Mm-hmm. That is how you build those long-term partnerships. And when people reach out, they're like, oh, Michelle did such a great job on this. And then they'll give your name to other people, just like you said. So it's all about that relationship building. It totally is. is. It really is. Well, this has been such a great episode with so many 
amazing gems dropped about influencer marketing. Yes. So can you let us know where we can find you? If people want more information about you, about your amazing company, please let us know. And all the information will be in the show notes as well. Yeah. So we're at uh, TJ Creative Agency on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, You'll see Audrey, not me there. She is my creative director and she does a ton of TikToks. We do tips. We do all the things um, as it pertains to an influencer or a business. So we are definitely in your um, wheelhouse as far as content. Um, And then Social Sessions Podcast is a podcast that we have that we also talk about same kind of concepts, influencer marketing and business, uh, business, social media marketing, how you can utilize that into your strategy. So yes, TJ creative and social sessions is where we're at. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been such a great episode and please everyone. I hope you took amazing notes and make sure you follow Tara and her amazing company online as well. Thank you for having us. Bye. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one.